Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin, Notch is away. And I'm Caleb. This week we count the Batman, count the penalties in MLS, and count the plays the notorious broke by heart. <laughs> it gets better, man, it gets better. <laughs> Caleb, tomorrow is one of my favorite days of the year. You know what it is? The day before my wife's birthday? Might not be the reason why, but <laughs> sure. Um, no, tomorrow is Riot Fest lineup announcement day. Oh, nice. I know. I'm so excited. And because Riot Fest always has at least one fantastic reunion, I want to know. What band would you most want to see do a one-off, one-night-only reunion? Oh, man. Um, well, they just recently broke up, and I missed like their last tour through Minnesota because I was contacted too late by a buddy to go, and I was already drunk at someone's house and couldn't go anywhere. So, Dazzled Anthem. I have a feeling they're actually going to play that at Riot would Fest. Be so great. It, I mean, because they are doing a bunch of shows for um, the 59 Sound anniversary. So, oh, so I, I have a strong suspicion that's going to happen. Uh, for me, Fugazi. Yeah. Gotta be Fugazi. I mean, and Riot Fest, I feel like, is the place that they would at least feel comfortable doing it, in part because I doubt that Riot Fest pays their artists that much. Yeah. And also because. It, they do enough socially responsible things that <laughs> I, I feel like it, it would at least be acceptable for them to uh, bury the hatchet, even though apparently it's been buried. They jam together when they're all in D.C., and everybody gets super, super pissed off at them for saying that they do that because they, it means that they could be reuniting, but they're not. They should just record those sessions and release them for the world to enjoy. God, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. So uh, we're here again without uh, our usual host, Notch. He is out in Europe. Uh, he's touring with four non-blondes as a roadie. I mean, he definitely doesn't skip yeah. arm day, so he should be fine for he's that. He's also not a blonde either, so he fits right in. Yeah, decidedly not blonde. <laughs> he did talk about he, dyeing his hair like platinum gray at yeah, one point. And both our reactions were... No. <laughs> Dear God, man, why? But uh, in any case, let's go on to our very first segment, United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In the United Passions segment, we talk about the United that we are most passionate about, Minnesota United. And guess what, Caleb? We have something to cheer about. Yeah, we beat a team we are supposed to beat. Yay! <laughs> it's it- it's about time that happened. Um, two nothing over the Montreal Impact, who are probably the worst team in the league. Decidedly, and probably definitely are. Yeah, uh, God, they are. They have three wins so in eleven games, eight losses. Remy Dard is just floundering right now, and tensions in the Montreal locker room are high. Yeah, um, there's a quote that came out from Samuel Piet, basically when he was asked what his impressions were of Remy Gard continually dragging his team. Um, he said, yeah, it, it really does not help out the locker room at all. Um, we're getting kind of sick of it. And to which uh, Remy Gard responded 10 minutes later, I have no reason to amend my comments. My players do not have enough talent. Ouch. And But credit to, them, to Montreal, they played pretty well in the first half hour or so. Yeah. Or was it more Minnesota was doing pretty bad? I, I think it was a little bit of both, but um, it definitely some credit to Montreal for looking competent until then. Uh, Minnesota basically needed a water break to wake up. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Heath was quoted after the game. He spent that water break yelling and directing and kind of getting, waking the team up, it seemed like. It seems like we always spend first 15 20 minutes in kind of a stupor uh, which I wonder why good. that is yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. uh for, for as bad as minnesota was in the first 25 minutes Montreal only had one 
decent Go- chance. No, no, that chance had two decent chances. One of them went off <laughs> the crossbar from Nacho Piatti. The other was a wide open shot from Cypher Tider, who uh, promptly uh, acted like Lucy stole the football. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's he. Charlie Browned it, as we would say in the business. Terrible, terrible shot by him. Um, easily cleared by Minnesota, but Piatti looks like he doesn't trust his teammates out there, and he I doesn't wonder want to why. be there anymore. Um, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, but end of the end of the half, first half, Quintero goes breaks through the defense with a great nutmeg and one Montreal defender, and just stuffs it wide. And then minutes later, uh, Gomez one times a one time volley off the crossbar from any bar across. Two two shots that at least one of them should have gone in. Yeah, one of them, at bare minimum, one of them should have gone in. I I would say Gomez probably should have done a little bit better just because... A little higher degree of difficulty. Higher degree of difficulty, but I think it's also a little bit more difficult to get that far underneath it to rock it off the crossbar yeah, with yeah. that much pace. Um, second half goes in, and uh, Christian Ramirez... Kind of gets a lucky goal. All he does is score, Colin. Doesn't matter if Lutz involved. Ramirez has a, has a way to put that ball in the net. Um, and this was just sloppy, a sloppy uh, breakdown by Montreal. They gather the ball deep in their own half. A couple passes later, Ibsen just jumped in front of a pass. Yeah, walks onto it. Um, uh, played it to Ramirez, who was onside. Very good through the ball. Yeah, uh, good through the ball. And... Yeah, and he, Evan Bush got a touch on it. Dribbled into the, into the net, though. No, no, no. He got a, a very large touch on it. He, yeah. Uh, but still went in the net. Yeah. Colin. Eventually. There was, pardon me, the thought he was offsides, but um, number, uh, number 20, I don't remember his name for Montreal, but was just walking up the field as the ball was turned over. So luckily, yep. keeping Ramirez onside. I was just waiting for that fly to go up once the ball went into the net. Um, our second goal, however, was a much better quality. Decidedly so. Um, Alexi Gomez has a cross deflected, um, falls to the feet of Miguel Ibarra, takes a couple of quick one-two touch, and then just curls it far post. And Evan Bush's save attempt was like he was playing Twister. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm just going to put my right hand on the ground and look up and see the ball fly five feet over my head. I mean, he he probably wouldn't have gotten it, but no. that that... That was not a try. Some effort would yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, solid games from uh, Michael Boxel and a uh, guy who is on his way to uh, the World Cup. Francisco Calvo. Yes, indeed. Uh, to, uh, probably their best game as defensive pairing yet. Not, not, not even just this season, but yet. They were good in uh, possession of the ball. They were good uh, running back on Montreal counterattacks. And they're getting in front of the ball when the ball was in the box. Um, I thought the focus from Francisco Calvo, especially in the box, was much sharper than it has been. Um, it just wasn't as error-prone. Wasn't no. I, I think it wasn't necessarily that he wasn't trying some of the more difficult things that he likes to do with the ball. It's that he wasn't just apt to make the, the first mistake. Yeah, and... He did make a couple of mistakes. He got, got a silly yellow card, which led to a uh, Montreal free kick at the edge of the box in the first half. Um, but And a couple of fouls that probably shouldn't have been made. But those are acceptable by a center back. What you don't yeah. want is a center back who, instead of committing a foul, lets a guy run past him. Exactly. Um, so good on him. Finally gets a good shift in for Minnesota, and then he's off to Russia. Of course. Um, after the game, he's was interviewed by Watson, Jimmy Watson on the field, and Jimmy Watson asks, are you, it's paraphrasing a little bit from Jimmy Watson, are you going to miss this home crowd and the atmosphere here? And Calvo, pause for effect. Oh, hell yeah. And then the crowd just erupts in a roar. And that was kind of fun. I don't know. I laughed and yeah. was giddy about it. But uh, Botsall will be taking the captain's armband yes. while Calvo is gone. Yep. Um, I would have left, but I, I was about uh, 150 miles and 35 degrees cooler. I'm just about one of those parts. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, another excellent game as well for Rasmus Schuler. Um, he, he's, he's in the yeah, most improved 
maybe Ibarra. We talked about this earlier before the podcast, but Rasmus Schuler has just been immense this season. I still think the step forward that Ibarra has made to basically be the best player for Minnesota this year, I, I think that still steps in front of the improvements that Schuler's made, but he has definitely been a transformed player. Yeah, no knock against either, either of them. They both have improved by leaps and bounds in their second year. Indeed. In MLS. Um, in Open Cup news, uh, Minnesota were drawn for a home match against FC Cincinnati on June 6th. Wait, wait, what? And then <clears throat> it turned out that they didn't apply to host the match and, in fact, put on their application for the U.S. Open Cup that they would not be available to host this match. So guess what? FC Cincinnati are going to host it. I don't blame Minnesota here. It's not their, it's not their home stadium. It's the University of Minnesota. If this was next season, they probably would have had the home match at yeah. Allianz. But yeah, I mean, from every single accounting I've heard, uh, it's a nightmare to get things scheduled at TCF Bank. Yeah. Just because the U of M has very strict restrictions on when Minnesota can use it. Yeah. So, so it's not a it's not a uh, Minnesota United issue. It's more of where they're playing right now and the um, restrictions there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, send your complaints to uh, the university rather than your ticket rep. Um, with that, let us move into our next segment. It is the top step. But the cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! In the top step. We cover the latest news from the D1 leagues in the United States, both Major League Soccer and NWSL, starting out with some expansion news. Yeah, the team we're playing in the U.S. Open Cup is going to be in the MLS next season. Great! Uh, we got raise a your hand run. if you didn't see this coming, and the all hands are down, because this was kind of leaked last week. Um, this was going to happen. Yeah. It was always assumed that they'd be an expansion team. The entry was unknown until last week, and was like, oh, they're going to be here next year. Yeah. Um, Very good for FC Cincinnati's fans. I mean, you don't don't always feel like teams deserved, (laughs) quote-unquote, their move into MLS, but when a team is getting, you know, 26,000 people into a, you know, USL game, it's a strong sign that there is something good going on, so... Uh, very good for FC Cincinnati. Um, we'll see. I think they have a good chance to actually bring in a lot of players from their current side. Oh, yeah. Um, um, probably with more success than Minnesota did. Absolutely. Um, next two attention teams are probably going to be Nashville and the Miami Beckhams or Miami Freedom, whatever he's, he's calling it nowadays. Yeah. Um, Nippoon on Twitter mentioned that Indy 11 has a very, 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 very outside chance of getting an MLS expansion. Um, yeah, even yeah. he didn't put any eggs in that basket. Yeah, um, Don Garber actually um, shouted out a bunch of teams. Um, Sacramento. He's just getting their hopes up. Of course, um, <laughs> that's just cruel. He mentioned Las Vegas, strangely enough. With the, the success of the Las Vegas Golden Knights and their attendance and the just, I guess, hype around the, that team, I think every league should be looking into expansion in Las Vegas. I think that they should be looking into expansion of any team that's willing to put llamas on the pitch right before games. They should just fix those jerseys, though. Those are terrible. Hot take from Caleb. They have a not smiley agreed. face puking confetti on the inside of their shirt. It's so dumb. There's, there's I think some, that's there's a, some gimmicks I can enjoy. Some are just like, come on, that's stupid. I think that's a fantastic deterrent against Celebration Yellows. Um, <laughs> let's get into some of the MLS games. Uh, a few Friday night games, strangely enough. Um, Toronto uh, facing against FC Dallas at home and losing 1-0. Jesse Gonzalez had a number of fantastic saves in this game. Yeah, three in the first 17 minutes, and uh, it saved us. Saved a goal, uh, shot with uh, his fingertips instead of half stoppage time. Um, he also saved a penalty in this game as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Giovinco uh, won that penalty for himself and then promptly missed it. He's missed four of his last six. Might be missing Josie a little bit there, huh? Um, oh, Matt Rudy 
scores a tap in and a goal line scramble for uh, actually Dallas. Clint Irwin was in goal for Toronto with Alex Bono on international duty. Um, did that make a difference? Probably not. That was a kind of a yeah crazy play that really stored on. Yeah, uh, Toronto in crisis yet? Are we saying this all season? God, I mean, I mean, at some point they have to be right. They're edging towards it. I, a loss like this, especially against a team like Dallas, who are kind of middle of the road in the West, it, it's yet another troubling sign. I think it's it's less a crisis and more just the amount of bad things that have happened. But yeah, the Summers and Josie, they have a few other injuries. Who knows if they get healthy? If they can get healthy, what'll happen? Yeah. Assuming they can get healthy, then uh, I have zero qualms about them being a playoff team. They do play but, Minnesota on July fourth, so at the latest, those could start their season that that day. Yeah, um, we are uh, losing streak breakers. So, uh, Houston with a three-one home win against NYCFC, punctuated by a lot of chances for Houston. Albert Elise second minute diving header off the post. I th- Sean Johnson just understood still, thought it was going wide, hit the post, went across the goal line, and then Sean Johnson finally reacted and, yep. do- and slide tackled it out of the play. Which was probably his like worst play of the game. Yeah. Yeah, he was this, actually uh, very good for a uh, three-goal scoreline against him. And this is, yeah. <laughs> hey, as Nats would say, you gave it three goals, how good did he be? Quite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, however, New York City did score first in this game, David Villa, who else? Opened scoring in the seventh minute. Uh, clearances fell to him, and he sent a bullet in the back of the net. Yep. But Houston has been sneakily very good yeah. this season. Yeah, surprisingly enough. Young attackers, and and their it's, center backs are in, 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 in the action now. Yeah. Yeah, Alejandro Fonemayor uh, gets a set-piece header unmarked at the far post. Just clown cheese defending from yeah, NYCFC. Um, some even worse moves, uh, 69th minute, uh, Boniac Garcia just walks onto a ball. Yeah. It should have been cleared if, out. If you only watch Minnesota easily. United games, you know, when Ibsen's like runs up behind, uh, opposing player and just takes the ball away from him without them knowing that's what yeah, uh, that, Garcia did. Yeah. Um, taps over to Martinez for the goal. Um, and then Albert Elise, um, finally does get his goal. Point blank save by Sean Johnson. Uh, the best he could do is parry it. Unfortunately, it went dead straight to Elise, who just yeah. slid in. And... Albert Elise is very, very good. And I don't, yes, think he he is. En- I don't think he gets enough credit from. Doesn't get enough respect, as some Minnesota United players would say, um, from the national media or MLS soccer. Albert Elise is a young winner who's fast and can finish. He's very good. Yeah. And, yeah. he's, and he's Walter as hell. Indeed. <laughs> his... Wakanda forever. Yeah. Um, LA Galaxy get a win in the Cali Classico against San Jose. Um, San Jose denied a PK for a handball by uh, Clementa. Somehow was not given. Somehow was not checked by VAR. Yeah, it's not a failure by VAR. Yeah. There's been a lot of instances this season so far where VAR was not used when it should have been and was used when it should not have been. And... There should be like some memo given out to uh, pro refs, where our PRO refs, and like yeah. when to use VAR. Like, yeah, like a, 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 during the FIFA World Cup break, like an hour seminar on a weekend. Yeah, all the, I'm all in one conference room and just teach. Yeah, it is. I definitely think it's worrisome that there have been so many instances where it just hasn't been used this year. I feel like. If anything, refs might be a little bit reticent to do it just because of all the scrutiny that's been placed upon it. The problem is you have to use it for it to be effective. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Roman Alessandrini gets a fantastic curler um, outside of the box. And then uh, David Bingham makes a great save onto the bar very late in the game. He's still not good. He's still not good. He's still not good. Yeah. Um, San Jose, not necessarily with fantastic chances throughout. Uh, getting into the weekend, Seattle started things out, losing 1-0 at home to Real Salt Lake. And guess what? 
RSL played an actual left back in that spot, and it worked. It helped their defense. That's crazy talk. That's impossible. Uh, Danny Costa uh, was out on the left and um, had a fine game. Um, Bofor Saucedo, one of yeah, goal of the week probably. Well, there are multiple goals a week. That's the problem. Um, it cuts in from the wing, rockets from the top of the box, um, bounces in after Fry was just unable to you know do anything but put a deflecting palm towards it. I I feel bad for every single bone in Fry's hand after that one. That <laughs> yeah. must have hurt. Yeah, that was Alcedo's first goal for Real Salt Lake. Um, Lamar Needle uh, got a really tall uh, header on the goal and then got a really tall save from a not very tall Armando. Yeah. Um, you would think that somebody who is named or nicknamed for Mountains would be a little bit taller than Nick Raimondo, but um, yeah, no, 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 it's it's just the fact that they can jump high. Uh, Vancouver three three draw at home against New England. This was a very Vancouver esque game. Yeah, um, they definitely should have gone up right away with their speed and their great passing. But Ty Tamara decides to shoot the ball directly at Turner and Dole. Yeah. In the first in minute, the first no minute. less. 30th second, pretty much. Yeah. Um, New England get the first goal uh, when Kendall Waston uh, gets an own goal. Boo-hoo for oh, him. No. Womp, uh, womp. And then uh, New England did their second goal when uh, Pineas muscles Sean Franklin off the ball um, just too easily, frankly. And then just yep. finished it completely past Brian Rowe and Joel. Yep. Uh, green, blue. Uh, sorry. Uh, teal, Bunbury. Um Scores New I mean, it's, third. it's better than blue-green, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> scores New England's third. Um, that made it actually 3-2. Just the, Christian Tachera just went off in this game. Yeah. Um, Nigel De Jong gets an excellent cross in to Tachera uh, for their first goal. Um, he then scores a rebound for their second. And uh, Yuri Reyna just runs at the end of a very, very long ball. Um, finds Tachera in the middle for the third and equalizing goal late. Yeah. Uh Vancouver had a, had a chance to win it late, but they can only draw at this point. Uh, Felipe hits the crossbar with six minutes left. Even even less than that. It was six. yeah, it was yeah, inside the six. Inside the six. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, if if you're Vancouver and you're inside the six, what are you gonna do? Oh, you shoot it over or directly at the goalkeeper. Yeah, you're going to miss it. That's what you're going to do. Uh, New York Rebels get a uh, surprising draw nil-nil against Philadelphia. Um, best surprise, though, is that Kamar Lawrence was back in the starting lineup after that very scary neck injury last week. Yeah, uh, Jennifer to be back in the lineup. He actually um, got landed on yes. by, uh, by Marcus, Epps, Marcus yeah. Epps in the box. He was okay after that. Yeah. Which, is, which, is, yeah. which is good. Um, not much to report from this game. Tim Parker cleared a ball by Marcus Epps off the line. Um, there was a handball in the box by the Red Bulls. I don't know who it was, but some Red Bulls defender. She's I just, think it was Lawrence, actually. Lawrence, oh, no. Long well, luckily, she just upon, steps up, sends the keeper the wrong way, but he misses the, net, the goal completely. Don't let that goal video into a prison because that was a shake. <laughs> God, <laughs> somebody's gonna get stabbed with that thing. Oh, that 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 joke was worth a stabbing. Anyway, let's move on to <laughs> fuck you, too, Caleb. <laughs> fuck you. Let's move on to Orlando one, Chicago two. Uh, Orlando losing their third straight, which makes me feel so sad for their fans. And yeah, their bottle throwing so, and stuff so like terrible. that. So terrible. Um, Alexander Tatai almost scoring with a beautiful free kick, put Chicago up in the thirteenth minute. Just a beautiful curler over the wall in the top ninety. Um, Hedita utilizes shortly after for Orlando, um, but Alan Dorton's winner in the 81st minute surprisingly comes outside the box. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, Pat McLean, Loon's legend, had a number of very good saves. Um, he was in net for Chicago. Um, Mo Adams, for some reason, was sent off for getting taken down. I, he, I, he ran into some Orlando player, and then the player like, grabbed him and... As they were, he was falling, pulled Mo Adams onto the ground. 
and then I Bo don't Adams. Understand it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that card is apparently under um, review. Um, Colorado, uh, are they terrible? Yes. They're not just bad anymore. We've exhausted that question. Yeah, They are terrible. They're horrendous. They're an insult to defending. They're just bad. Yeah. Um, they lose 3-2 to two against Portland Timbers at home. Um, Samuel Armenteros had a hell of a game, including a Burke camp. Passed the ball to himself. He absolutely ruined Danny Wilson on that play. Danny Wilson probably should just should have just walked off the pitch, handed his jersey to his coach, and like, I'm done. I'm going to the woods to live as a hermit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would just. It's just terrible. God, I mean, it, it was a fantastic bit of skill from Armin Terras. Live, in, live but... in Wayne Rooney's, Rooney's trailer. Yeah, yeah. Just um, Julio Cascante um, gets an own goal. Elvis Powell gets nutmegged by Edgar Castillo, and then it, yeah, that was no basically uh, the only good thing aside from a very, very late penalty uh, yeah. by Yannick Boley. Armentero's got a second one off of a header at the far post after Tim Howard kind of had a nice assist to Armentero's for the goal. And then Diego Valeri on the break. Uh, Is does, I don't think Declan Wynn has ankles anymore. I don't think Declan Wynn has any understanding as to who Diego Valeri <laughs> is because he just left him completely unmarked to trap the ball and then shoot it in from the penalty spot. You should join Wilson in the woods. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. Um, LAFC get a 1-1 tie against DC United. Uh, Diego Rossi jumps on a loose ball for the opener, finishes nice and clean past David Usted. Uh, Dan uh, Djakovic for LAFC gets sent off right before halftime. Uh, for a studs up red yep. challenge, definitely deserved. Yep, off the ground, not not good. Uh, Darren Maddox towers up for the header in the 81st minute to equalize, and Frederick brilliant <laughs> misses off the post from a set piece uh, that could have gotten three points for a visiting DC. Uh, they didn't show the Lawrence Simon dive in his own box in the highlights, but. If a defender dives in his own box, is that worthy of a penalty? Um, yeah, on the other end. It, it should have been. I, he clearly dove. Yeah. It was just terrible. Shameful. Um, a nil-nil draw between Kansas City and Columbus. Uh, Tim Melia and Zach Steffen basically were fighting out who should be um, the smutty fan fiction <laughs> World Cup number one for the U.S. Yeah. Good games have had both. Yeah, Zach Steffen uh, broke the record for consecutive shutout minutes for Columbus. Um, the re- it was over. The previous record was 386. So good for him. Uh, Zardes got taken down by Timilia, taken down by Timilia in the bots, and but Amelia saved Zardes' penalty. Uh, Pippa Edwin Hidwain sent off right before halftime. Was that? Warranted, I, do you think? I think so, yeah. 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 It it was it was a very, very uh Rubicon <laughs> color of orange. Um <laughs> Kyrie Shelton's almost universal inability to score flares up when he fires dead off the post and uh Seth Sinovic kinda gets slapped by Christian Martinez. Yeah, slapped in the face even. Uh play was stopped, but I don't think a foul was given. No foul no was, card given. was given. No card. Bar was not consulted. Again, an instance where VAR should have been used, but wasn't. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll see what the disco says about that. And we're actually going to take our first and hopefully only break. <laughs> Things are going a little bit more smoothly this time, but it is time for us to take a quick breather when we come back. We'll talk about NWSL. We will talk about the rest of the world of soccer as well.
and welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Let's dive back into the top step and let's talk about some NWSL action. Ton of midweek games, full weekend slate as well, starting out with a 4-3 away win by North Carolina against Orlando. An absolute barn burner in this game. Yeah, definitely the second half was uh, action-packed, <laughs> to say the least. Um, 31st minute, um, North Carolina ping the ball around multiple times, finds its way into the back of the net. Um, slightly nicer goal for Orlando's opener. Um, Chioma Ubagagu connects right in front of the goal uh, from a nice Marta cross uh, for the equalizer. Um, shortly after, though, Dabinia for North Carolina um, is able to slot past Ashlyn Harris. Um, Ashlyn Harris did not have a good No, game. things things went uh, far south for her. Um, North Carolina's third goal, um, yeah. she saved it into the post. The rebound then bounced back off her torso and then passed her into the net. (laughs) It was the second worst old team performance we've had on this podcast this week. Yes, indeed. My heart uh, hurts. Yeah. Um, Alana Candy and Rachel Hill both get goals to equalize, but Jess McDonald loops a header, cleared it off the line by Alana Kennedy, backspins in. Some bad goal line clearances uh, in this game by Orlando. Yeah, not not the best. And that was in stoppage time, no less. Mm-hmm. North Carolina continue on undefeated. Uh, Washington Spirit with a 1-0 win against Sky Blues. Aubrey Bledsoe, some fantastic saves for Washington this yeah, game. Fantastic saves in this game. Uh, Washington's fourth score from a, hat, from a set piece, uh, Ashley Hatch. Uh, latches onto a free kick and say that ten post. times. Fast, I don't want man. to. Please don't make me. Uh, Rose Lavelle made her spirit debut. Finally, I definitely had those like heart eye emoji smileys like <laughs> for days as a result of that. Um, Houston with a two one win against Seattle. Uh, Beverly Yanez in for Megan Rapino um, since it was a midweek game and makes a count and gets the early goal for the rain. Uh, but Chrissy Mewis uh, gets a header back down off of herself on a set piece and scores <laughs> the, I, I guess you would call it a rebound? Yeah, I, I mean, sure. technically, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, if it's a rebound off yourself, it's still a rebound. Um, Seattle gets a shot off the far post in stoppage time. Houston break on the counter and get Veronica Latsko to score. It is the first time that Houston has ever gotten a point against Seattle in 11 all-time matches. 1-0 and 10. Yes, indeed. Uh, Portland with a 2-0 victory over the Utah Royals. Um, Tobin Heath gets a nice tight pass into Christine Sinclair. Um, Shot gets saved by Smith, but only into the far post. Bounces in. Kind of unfortunate. It, It wasn't necessarily a bad play, I guess. No, I, there wasn't a whole lot they could do on that one yeah. defensively. Yep. Um, Lindsey Horan then gets onto the end of a Megan Klingenberg dime of a cross, knees it in, and um, gets all three points for Portland. They probably could have made it five or six in the second half and just yeah. didn't. But they just, a lot of shots straight at the keeper. Yeah, Utah was kind of outclassed in this game. Portland dominated from the get-go. Indeed. Um, speaking of dominated from the get-go, Orlando with a 5-2 win away against Chicago Red Stars. Two goals in the first six minutes. Yeah, including a beautiful cross from Martha to uh, Alex Morgan on the penalty spot. Yeah, like, definitely go check that one out. That right was on the dime. very good play. Um, Sam Kerr missed on the initial breakaway shot, um, but then is able to come up with the second-time ball. Um, for Chicago's first, um, she gets a brace to level it at two, but then uh, Sydney Larue happens. She yeah. scores her first two goals for Orlando. Of course, it's on a diving header. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. She actually played and didn't fall down in the box like her. Yeah, uh, it's not talked about him. No. Uh, Weatherholt, yeah. fuck that guy. Scores Orlando's fifth to to complete the route of Chicago. We went to the Sky Blues, zero. Seattle, one. 
Maiden Rapino shows a lone goal. Otherwise, kind of a yawning game here. It was kind of boring yeah. after that. Kaylee Sheridan with a fair amount of um, action. It's just not necessarily <laughs> yeah. difficult action yeah. for her. Um, a, lot, a lot of was, saves. Yeah. But Seattle's shooting directly at her. Bingo. Um, Houston with a 3-2 win against Washington. Rachel Daly definitely is a forward. Um, gets on the end of a cross for a quite solid opener. The goal of the match, though, it definitely goes to Kealia. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> she bounces the ball off the defender's like torso, high torso neck area. Yeah. And back to her. Kind of like. Uh, I the, screamed and won when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> the NBA street games were like first gen Xbox and PS2. I've laid that shit on GameCube. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, just kind of. Bend dribbles in, through and bends yeah. it in. Uh, it was a beautiful dribble. Fantastic. I hope she planned that deflection off the defender. I assume she did. Uh, Mel Pugh gets taken down in the box in the second half, but shoots the penalty dead straight into Jane Campbell. Um, Stefania Bonini uh, gets a far post opener for the Spirit. Um, Aubrey yeah. Bledsoe, we, we mentioned, had a very good game at midweek. Quite the opposite in this one. Uh, about ouch. 40 yards away from her own goal. Uh, Houston's on a breakaway. They have two people in front of the defense. And suddenly, Bloodsoe comes sliding through the, the, frame of, the frame of the camera, and Houston player just sidesteps and keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she just uh, kept sliding out of frame. Uh, Rachel Daly uh, just walked it in. Oof. Or, or, Oof. Um, Hatch gets a, a very late make-weight goal. Um, bad news for Houston in this one. Uh, Christy Mewis tears her ACL. She's going to be out for the rest of the season. A big miss for them. Uh, so we're going to turn to the next segment. So. Uh, get low. Let's get low and get to a wrap-up of U.S. Lower League Soccer. And some bad news to start out this segment uh, this week. Yeah, um... Real Monarchs of USL uh, coach Mark Briggs has been suspended by Real Salt Lake following charges of domestic violence and witness intimidation. Um, multiple incidents with an ex-girlfriend um, that he claimed was things getting ugly from a custody battle. Uh, the details in the court documents are considerably worse than that. Um, some pretty serious domestic assault claims. Um, Additionally, the court documents allege that, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, the coach was given $60,000 from an RSL representative to give to the ex-girlfriend to relocate herself and her children outside of Utah after the organization learned that Briggs allegedly was having an affair with another woman. Uh, and Source in uh, Real Salt Lake noted that the club had had been aware of allegations for months, but doubted the veracity. Which don't do that. No, <laughs> no. If we've learned anything, don't. Are they doubt. not on Twitter? Have they not been seeing the news for the past eight months, nine months, ten like, months? Like, believe women I, when I've, they say these things. I've been really supportive of how RSL have run their organization, but assuming that this is in fact true, uh, this is fucking terrible, guys. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, um, there's no real great segue from this, so... Um, USL Games! Yay! yay! Uh, man, my heart hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FC Cincinnati, zero. Uh, Louisville City. Sorry, Louisville City. Louisville. Two, uh, Cincinnati celebrating their MLS expansion by losing to last year's champions. Yeah, a little bit, a uh, little bit early, guys. Um, Cameron Lancaster gets a opener in the fifteenth minute. Uh, George Davis the fourth gets a deflected strike uh, late to seal it for Louisville. Cincinnati was limited to just sixteen touches in the attacking box in the entire game. I'm not a Soccer tactician, but that's not good. No. That's not good at all. Especially when you're uh, the home team. <laughs> not not great. Uh, Red Bull 2, 4. In the 11, 1. Uh, in the 11, half the match, they via Sunisan. But collapsed defensively 
Hard in the second half. Very, very poor. Um, New York Rebels, too. They scored two in three minutes, both on mistakes. One of them was a very clear handball that was converted by Carlos Rivas. Uh, just Carlos Rivas playing in the USL is just unfair. I know, I know. But uh, I think more importantly, though, it, this was, I think, the first set of goals that India let in away this year. Really? Yeah. Well, like, good, good for them, but also not good for them. Yeah, yeah. Poor by them in this one. Uh, MPSL North quick roundup of a couple of games. Uh, VSLT had a pair of wins. Um, first, a 1-0 win, quote-unquote, away against Twin Stars, because it was at their neutral site location that apparently they couldn't host Minneapolis City at. Um, they then won 5-0 over LC Aris. Um, that gives them a five-point lead over Minneapolis City. But Guess who plays on Saturday? Minneapolis City and VSLT. Yep, yep. City Ghost. goes... The city goes into yeah. uh, the Jimmy for this one. Go see that. Yeah, there's no Minnesota United home game this week. Go see that game. Yeah. It, the Green Line Derby, I believe, I believe it's called. Yeah, except for um, Green, Green Line's definitely not going up to Osseo anytime no, not, soon. So. No, no. Uh, Minneapolis City did draw 1-1 one, one away at Duluth this yep. past weekend. Yeah, um, definitely a physical game. Um, Will Kidd with the goal for Minneapolis City. Garga Nayua um, shortly afterwards levels it for Duluth, and then a bunch of pushing and shoving happened in the second half. But on the plus side, it was 65 degrees at Kitkaw. Uh, 65 degrees at Kitkaw. Let's move on that segment. Casey had to wear a blanket during that game. That's how cold it was. It was great. (laughs) Let's move on to our next segment. This is the Let's get national and discuss the latest from the U.S. national setup. U.S. men's team beats Bolivia 3-0 with a bunch of kids in the lineup. Hashtag player kids. Hashtag trust the process. <laughs> this isn't the same centers. Anyway. Uh, it was yeah. in Philly, though. Come oh, on. I guess that, yeah. okay, that works. Yeah. Uh, Bolivia has a much better... National anthem sound a lot more jazzier, yeah. more upbeat and happy. Probably not racist. Sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Weo was all over the right wing. Very nearly killed somebody by um, just shooting a rocket into his back. Yeah. Uh, that guy probably needs some ice packs or a chiropractor visit or something afterwards. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. Walker Zimmerman, Zimmerman opened the story in the corner. He can jump pretty high, Colin. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling he's going to be the Omar Gonzalez call him in when you know that you need somebody to just be really fucking tall. <laughs> um, Josh Sargent gets the start in his debut, gets an excellent interception in the second half, and gets a Ramirez-esque goal. From yes. this week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, decidedly um, so. Um, goalkeeper down yeah. Pretty heavy touch on it. Good for Still him. Trickled in. Uh, Tim Weah was able to cut inside for the third. Had a nice cool finish for his first with the team. Christian Pulisic, I think the only reason that he played was because it was in his home state. Yeah. And but dude is tired. Yeah. Give that guy some rest. Good God, he is gassed. Um, some additions and subtractions for the Ireland and France friendlies. Uh, good news, Christian Pulisic uh, will not be on that trip, um, along with guys like Alex Bono, Ethan Horvath, Walker Zimmerman, uh, Matt Olasunde, who also got a debut, um, Ale Guido, Lyndon Gooch. Tons of rotation for these um in part because they're able to actually bring in guys because it's a fifa window um guys like zach stefan tim parker deandre yedlin tyler adams and we'll be be playing in france and i don't think france would be happy with the u.s if we sent our u21 team to play them for a world World cup in a tune-up game yeah yeah i want some bigger names and some better quality and these names that are coming in definitely bring more of that. Although, I mean, there is still a good amount of youth. Um, you oh, got yeah. Shaq Moore coming in, who hasn't been capped. Luca Della Torre only had Parker like, hasn't been capped yet. Yeah, somehow. Somehow. But he, he should be. Yeah, that um, is a very strange but, thing. Uh, 
Yedlin and Bobby Wood and even uh, Tyler Adams are higher quality that can yep. give France a little more prep. Yep. I'm definitely excited to see uh, what Kenny Seif can do. Um, he was brought in um, to more than likely feature on the left wing. With that, let us go into our next segment. It is the Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. In the Stiff Upper Leagues, we turn our noses to pedestrian soccer and follow football from its traditional home of England. England and... We had a bunch of promotion finals in this this week. Fulham getting the one 0 win over Aston Villa. You wondered how long I could pull that off. I was trying to do that the whole segment. I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> yeah, Fulham won. Uh, Aston Villa nil. Fulham actually had a man sent off. Um, I believe the second half, and Aston Villa just couldn't do anything at all. So uh, good for Fulham. I'm so glad that Full America is going to be back. So glad about that. Yeah. Uh, what, like 161 million pounds play-in game, they told us, something like that? It is, the, money. it is the most valuable game in world soccer. Uh, League One playoff final, Rotherham gets a 2-1 win over Shrewsbury, so they are going up to the championship. And in League Two, shout-out to Steve Lilly. Coventry City 3-1 win over Exeter. The first time that Coventry has been in the top six at all in like 40-plus years, something no, like that. More than – I believe more than that. I don't know. I think – first time they've It's been the 70s. Yeah. I know that much. 40, I think 40-some years. First time they've been promoted in 51 years. Uh, Steve Lilly is from the UK, is a Minnesota United supporter here and now in Minnesota – him and his son went over for the lead final and watched a hell of a game. Yeah. The opener by Coventry was a screamer from out of the box by their center back. So go watch the highlights for those games because a lot of emotion, a lot of drama in each of those. Yes, indeed. Um, Good on Coventry. Um, best of luck in uh, reversing the tide of the last 40-plus yeah, years. Yeah, they'll just shoot up right in a right table league. now, right? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. They'll be in the Premier League in two years. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Raheem Sterling, uh, English winner, plays for Man City, has been a, didn't attach in the tabloids of uh, the UK for quite some time now for very, very stupid things. It's the goddamn tabloids, and it's the fucking... One I can't say out loud as a Liverpool fan. I'm just going to stop right here. Uh, literally, what it says in the notes is Caleb rant with <laughs> five exclamation points. Continue. Yeah. And as a Liverpool fan, I have no love lost for Raheem Sterling moving to Man City. But this is a kid who um, spends most of, most of his money he makes making sure his mom is doing okay and bought his mom a house and making sure she does all right from month to month. And... He's been getting tra- crap for going out for brunch or he, for going out to brunch after losing the young player of the year for the EPL as if he couldn't like celebrate or couldn't just go out and enjoy himself. He's been uh, attached for going to a thrift shop and shopping there instead of apparently he makes too much money to shop there and should be shopping at the highest places, highest uh, priced Clothing outlet stores, but clothing stores. But even if he did, he would still be attached for shopping there as well. And he's been attached for multiple things. There's a whole thread on it. I retweeted it on my Twitter page. Go read it. it. Features a bunch of tabloid front pages. And the thing is, you don't see a lot of people attacking white players for doing similar things. Raheem Sterling is a young, 23-year-old. Uh, black English superstar. He's playing the World Cup this summer, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. He's very talented, but he gets all these attacks because he just it's it's racism. It is. It is. You see players like, and this is not attacking any of the players that I'm going to name here, but Jamie Vardy. Is kind of a party animal. That's fine. He still plays well on the pitch. That's yeah. the most important. Uh, players like uh, Jack Grealish, who's a young 
Irish or English Voynier for Aston Villa. Depending on what he decides on the day. Um, has been in trouble for from his club for partying out all night. But he didn't get those tabloid covers like Raheem Sterling has for going to an, a fast food place. Like, it's just ridiculous. And it should stop. It won't stop because the goddamn opposite of the moon is fuck, a fucking terrible rad that deserves to be burned and is not fit to wipe Raheem Sterling's ass. Adequate ending to an inadequate performance by the English press. Uh, With that, let us move in to our next segment. Do we have to? Yes, we do. It is They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. In this segment, we cover soccer from the wrestle world that we have not talked about yet. Although we we are going to address a couple of England-related notes to start out um, with the UEFA Champions League. 3-1 win for Real Madrid. Although, should we say that it was Real 3, Liverpool 1? Or should we say it was Real 1, Liverpool 1? Loris Carius minus two. It, it was a two t- a, a good first half by Liverpool. It was a good first 30 minutes for Liverpool. Uh, 30 minutes was when Mohamed Salah came off with is now being reported as a dislocated shoulder. Um, huge miss for the best player in the world this season to come off half hour through. That was rough. Um, Adam Lana came on and was invisible for 60 minutes. I have to ask this. Sergio Ramos, was it dirty? I think his repetition precedes him. They got tangled up. If it was any other player in Real Madrid, it would have been, oh, he got tangled up. But it's Sergio Ramos. He's a piece of shit. But that wasn't dirty. I think there was a little bit more pushing involved with it. Okay. So... Surprisingly enough, I am taking the <laughs> uh, the harder stance on this. Um, Loris Karius uh, threw the ball directly off of Benzema's feet and rolled it into the net. And then Sadio Mane equalized on a corner kick, which sent me to the moon in ecstasy. And then Christian Bale with the best goal I've seen ever, possibly. Wait, hold on. You just called him Christian Bale? Yeah, Batman was on the field. Christian Bale, Batman, dude. dude. Yeah, Christian Bale, you know the uh, the pres- the Prestige. Yeah, you do realize Batman was like across multiple time zones playing for Minnesota United, right? There's like four Batmans right now, and like there's Will Arnett, Kevin Conroy, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck. Why can't there be multiple Batman in soccer? Mishibatsuai is called Batman. No, fuck that. It's only Miguel Ab- Abamian no, was called a Batman at one point when he was with Dortmund. No, he's called Pierre Emerick Barack Aubameyang. They're not the correct Batman. I mean, I'm t- saying that Miguel Ibarra is like the DC Universe like movie star Batman. Anyway, Gareth Bale. I'm very sorry about this tangent that we're going on. <laughs> God, what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, Gareth Bale with a beautiful bicycle kick from like 15 yards out. Nothing nothing Karius to do on that one. Um, then later, Bale rips a, a shot from way f- too far out. Uh, Karius goes to parry it down, probably into the ground, and then grab it. Parries into his own net, collapses in pure despondency. And rightfully so. Um, he tweeted uh, the morning after the game. So this is Sunday morning our time. Um around the 10 I uh, tweeted I finally am able to get to sleep I'm very sorry about all this and like after the game he was sobbing yeah. like at visibly sobbing and credit to the Liverpool supporters he was ushered over there by Henderson the captain and the supporters there uh, embraced him and che- and like cheered for him and tried to comfort him um, hopefully that stays with him um, just a terrible night from a 
keeper who had a great season. Yeah. It's yeah, just Karius had definitely earned his way into the Liverpool side. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. He had probably the worst game of his life. Oh yeah. And looking forward to the next year, Liverpool's already linked to Allison, who is Roma's goalkeeper. You gotta wonder going forward how Karius's um confidence affects his play after those two two huge mistakes on the world's biggest stage. Literally as soon as I saw the result and I saw what happened, I texted Caleb, <laughs> enjoy spending 75 million euro on Gianluigi Donnarumma. I actually, uh, I was talking to Zeller at the Dubliner. We, we both had a few drinks at this point, it was after the game. He said that he heard that since uh, AC Milan didn't make the Champions League this season, um, that Donnarumma's release fee was somehow lower than 75 million euro, more like 40. And if it's that, that, that's the case... Pay that immediately, Liverpool. Yeah, go for that. Uh, Liverpool did at least bolster their squad. Uh, they signed Fabinho from AS Monaco. Uh, signed a defensive midfield, midfielder, probably in preparation for Emre Chan's inevitable uh, free free transfer, transfer to, to Juventus. Ebay. Yep. For whatever reason, he's not that great of a player. Yeah, honestly. basically. Um, a couple of friendlies. Fabinho is great. Yes, Fabinho is quite solid. Yeah. A um, couple of friendlies to note. Uh, Mexico had a nil-nil draw against Wales. Uh, literally the only cool thing that happened in that game was that the Rose Bowl parking screen spelled Wales, W-H-A-L-E-S. Uh, Did France, they spell it? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. No. Um, Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Positive? Um, you're, you're not supposed to save the Welsh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Then the charity I've been giving to should... Probably not be doing what it's doing. Womp, womp. Uh, France with a 2-0 win over the Republic of Ireland in the battle of teams that are going to have a much easier time against the United States. Um, goals for Giroud and Nabil Fekir in the first half. A couple of experimental sides for both teams. Martin O'Neill's experiments clearly did not no, work. No, not at all. Uh, Nabu Fatir, I should mention, rumored to be signing for Liverpool soon. So Another one. Yeah. And another, another one. Another one, said DJ Talad as he threw. No. Is he, yeah. he's the one that yells at? Yeah. I'll still with Thor and the first Thor movie when he throws the coffee mug down and asks for another one. I, I was going to make a much more vulgar joke about yeah, DJ I know, Khaled. I, that's why I tried to yeah. <laughs> um, With that, um, let us go into a special segment that we are going to introduce from Russia with VAR. In From Russia with VAR, we are going to be talking all about the World Cup. And Caleb, it, it's coming up and we might not quite have time to squeeze this into our segment next week. So uh, I want to get some predictions on record. First up, what team are you picking to win? Um, France. Um, it was. It's honestly for me to toss up between France and Germany. I think France this year has so much young talent and also experience. A great mixture of that. And I think the disappointment of the Euros will drive them to do better in this tournament. I'm, I'm torn between Germany and Spain. I think... Spain, the experience factor that they have is very impressive. Um, Germany, I think, definitely have the most talent. They certainly have the deepest squad. Um, I I almost picked France as my dark horse. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's just enough expectation about them that I can't pick them for that. But um, France, I think, is a, a decent shout. Nice. Okay. Um, who's your dark horse? Strangely enough, Brazil. Really? Brazil's a dark horse for you. Brazil, I think, are going a little bit under the radar, given just the strength that's in those three European teams. I think everybody seems to be picking them, um, possibly picking Argentina. Brazil, I think, at least are going to make the semifinals. Um, I have a couple of questions about them defensively, but... Their offense is just stellar, and I, I really do not see another 7-1 happening. <laughs> I don't, we'll, 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 we'll see what Germany has to say about that if they meet in the semifinals. If it happens, yeah. Uh, mine is Uruguay. They have the easiest group with uh, Russia, Egypt, and a third uh, Saudi Arabia. And I think Uruguay, 
Um, they have one of the best strikers in the world with Luis Suarez. They have Edison Cavani up top two. Um, they can make the semifinals for sure, or that's the quarterfinals for sure. I think rounds of seeding is pretty much guaranteed for them. I believe, unless a huge collapse happens, I think they can make it pretty far in this tournament and can still fly under the radar. Cool. Um, who do you have for your underachieving team? Uh, Belgium. Uh, Robert Martinez is an idiot and not good a good manager, especially for an international team. Um, he left off the best center midfielder uh, in Belgium um, for this tournament for what he calls tactical reasons, but he's wrong. He's because he doesn't like him. Yeah, uh, your Rajana, tactics are bad, Robbie. Yeah, if you if you don't have space for Rajan and Dolan in your uh, starting eleven and your tactics, get new tactics. Yeah, he is the best. He's the best center midfielder in Belgium, and was the best one center midfielder in all of Italy in during the club season. Um, for him not to be on this roster is a travesty. And Belgium's been this team where, like, oh, yeah, they've always made it. They're the golden generation. They've always underachieved because their expectations are so high. But I think this year they'll just flat out crap the bed. I'm going to – Costa Rica. Uh, there's not a whole lot of expectations there. How do you? Uh, there's not, but at the same time, you're talking about a team that made the semifinals in the most recent World Cup. You're also talking about a team that has to face up against Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. I don't see them getting even through the group stage. Really? Brazil and Switzerland. I, yeah, I wouldn't be Swiss, surprised if they... One of their best players got relegated this year. I I understand that. Granite Jaka, you of all people should know when Granite Jaka's in your team, you're going to just leak goals. Granite Jaka, when he's playing for Switzerland, the only thing that he does is break jerseys instead of break <laughs> nets. Um, but in all seriousness, I don't see Costa Rica even getting third in that group. Really? And no. when you're talking about a team that is one of the better teams in CONCACAF. Like, it, it's it's kind of depressing to note that they're probably not going to do that well. Okay. Um, well, I guess Tal will be back sooner than we expect then, which is good. Uh, so long as he's uh, focused after the World Cup. Just, yeah. just saying. Who's your uh, pick for the Golden Boot? The high score in the World Cup. Messi. Messi. All right, I'm going to go uh, Mario Gomez for Germany. All he does is store goals. He kind of had a little resurgence this season with Stuttgart and was just putting them away. I don't think that stops. Does he even start for Germany, though? Who who else does start up top for them? Um, false nine of Thomas Müller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Jody Lowe would start Gomez up top. If he doesn't start Gomez, I just my pick is very, very wrong. I have a feeling it's going to happen like that. <laughs> just, just saying. All right. Uh, who's your breakout star? Um, breakout star. I was going to say Mo Salah, just given the fact that he is... I, I do believe Egypt makes the knockout stage. Really? Yeah. I think they make it there... Even with Mo Salah coming back from a dislocated shoulder, that tends to be like a one-month process if you're just treating it normally. Let's face it, World Cup is not normal, and (laughs) I think Mo Salah definitely will fight through the pain. That's going to be one of the big storylines for this tournament, just what Mo Salah can do given the injury. And I think he's going to perform well. And that's going to propel him to even greater stardom. I think he's already there. Um, my breakout star kind of predicates on my underachiever. With uh, Rajan Dolan out, I think Yuri Tielemans, who's a 21-year-old center midfielder, uh, Belgian, recently moved to AS Monaco last season from Anderlecht. Um, he has the kind of same build as Rajan Dolan. Um, not a similar playing style yet, but he can definitely uh, boss the midfield. And if he, if, he, if he can boss the midfield, he will be the breakout star and will be the next AS Monaco player to leave their team for millions and millions of 
pounds or dollars or euros. Let's hope for financial fair play reasons that they are able to pull that off. With that, let us actually come to a close. Caleb, where can they find you on the socials? I'm at kolson716 on the Twitter. Um, you can also see some of my writings at some points on 55.1. Do you have anything coming down the pipe for them? I don't think so. I don't know if we're doing any World Cups. I think someone else is doing World Cup stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. Not at the moment. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, send him your ideas for uh, <laughs> weird comparisons I'll, to Minnesota United players. I'll try Go to, for that. I'll try to you in the in the comments cool. or in the article. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. You can also find my writing over at e pluribus lunum. Um, I've got an article coming out. I think Wednesday, possibly Thursday, um, assessing how Miguel Ibarra has potentially played himself into uh, U.S. national team consideration. Um, you can find Notch as well as our general podcast notes at TWO United Fans. Um, shout out to Tectonics for the use of their song Lustless. Excellent theme music per yeah. usual. Go check them out on Bandcamp. All the different yeah. ways YouTube, you can find Facebook, music. Yep. SoundCloud. It's all there. Fun stuff. Uh, with that, we will bid you adieu. Uh, we'll come at you next week with another edition of We Call It Soccer. And I say hey.